Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I am your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Emma. Hello. How are we? Uh, I'm very well. How are you? Grand, thank you very much. I've got Ryan. Hello. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Grand, thank you very much. And we got Adam. Hello. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> Is that good? Bad? been worse you've been worse excellent yeah well you're your, your usual jolly self excellent right so it's been a bumper week in the premier league this week so we're going to be talking about games that have happened um other bits of bobs and news european leagues coming this weekend plus premier league this weekend so we are going to start on tuesday night with newcastle versus uh, norwich city so um newcastle won norwich one kieran clark sent off after nine minutes for an act of Gross stupidity, pulling somebody back uh, after he gave the ball away from a goal-scoring opportunity. Um, Callum Wilson with a penalty in the 61st minute, um, and Timo Pukki in the 79th minute with a rather lovely volley. Did anybody see this game? No, I, I, I didn't. I, I was keeping on top of the scores, but I was like, I, I don't really want to sit and watch Newcastle Norwich. Sorry to Dave in advance, but it's not exactly the top billing of the league, is it? Well, Dave was there, as I did say in the. Oh, um, yeah, of course he was. <laughs> as I did say in the WhatsApp group, I'm glad I'm watching this with central heating. Uh, <laughs> it did look particularly chilly. Adam or Emma, did either of you see this? Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> Brilliant. I didn't even realise there were Premier League fixtures until Wednesday. Brilliant. So, um, what did you make of the highlights on YouTube when you watched? Because obviously you're catching up to uh, coming on a podcast, aren't you? Wow. Emma, you want to handle this one? Uh, any of you really well, I decided not to do any of that and decided to have a really nice lunch and not do anything so. has your lunch taken 48 hours to eat has it absolutely it's a really good lunch <laughs> right okay well look um, you have to listen to me talk about it then uh, so Newcastle Kieran Clark sent off after uh, 9 minutes and then Norwich even though they had the man advantage really didn't make Newcastle work all that much um, They Newcastle seemed quite happy to sit with two banks of four and Callum Wilson up front and then you know sort of lump it along to him as and when they could um, Norwich seemed to have no idea what to do with the ball they got about sort of two thirds of the way inside uh, the Newcastle half and didn't know what to do so they didn't know whether to sort of try and play it through a packed defence or whether they could 
pass it out wide to head uh, to sort of cross in, but then the Newcastle central defenders are quite happy to sort of cross it away. Uh, sorry, head it away. Um, then there was the penalty. So it came from a, a cross into the um, uh, into the Norwich boss, uh, into the Norwich boss, into the Norwich penalty area. Uh, a header on, and it hit Billy Gilmore. Ryan, uh, his hand was somewhat in the air. It was one of those raised hands, and for me, it was definitely a penalty because when you have your arm up there, it's uh, it's definitely a penalty. Um, Dean Smith didn't seem to um, see it that way. He said, "We've taken all responsibility away from the on-pitch official." He's obviously seen that uh, the ball has touched Gilmore's arm. He's seen the close proximity it was and didn't feel it was unnatural. If it takes 90 seconds to overturn a clearing of this error, it's pathetic for me. I guess he's got a horse in the race, though, being the fact that it was against his team. Um, but it was no less than what Newcastle deserved. And Newcastle appeared to be uh, containing Norwich quite comfortably um, until Timo Puki's sh- sort of shot, which came from Dubravka dropping the ball uh, from across. And then um, uh, and then sort of Newcastle didn't really recover. And after that, it definitely seemed that um, uh, Newcastle, sort of their heads dropped because before that, the, quiet crowd, the crowd were quite vivacious and noisy. Uh, and it leaves um, Newcastle bottom of the table, no wins from 14 games and only seven points. Uh, Norwich are in 18th place. They're on 10 points and only three uh, behind Watford. Um, anyone think that Norwich, because Norwich got a bit of a run since Dean Smith come along. They had a one in a couple of draws. Anyone think that Norwich can make it away from safety, Ryan? I think it's one of those things, isn't it? I think where I don't think they're good and good enough to survive, but there are teams around them that really aren't great. Um, so I think there's probably what four, four or five teams that are probably in that race of, of close to relegation. And yeah, I, I don't see Norwich doing enough to pull away and being safe at this point. I think they still will go down. They might make it closer than what we thought could have been possible probably you know what a month ago um when they looked really dreadful mm. um but yeah i think i think they're going to struggle at the end of the season still if you were managing this norwich team maybe in some sort of uh football management game on a pc what would you what would you do that dean smith need or what would you try that dean smith needs to do ah uh, see yeah my, my tactic was just to, to win games um How? really but uh, I, you know what? I think I played a lot of uh, a lot of long balls, a lot of relegation <laughs> style tactic. Um, it's I, a I, revolutionary I, tactic, right? Yeah, no, yeah, legs. long balls. Yeah, no, actually, I ended up playing five at the back because um, they've got. Wow. Is, it, is it Kabak? Is it? Uh, oh, Kabak? yeah. Um, and but he, he's actually apparently really good on foot manager uh, for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> So, and then there, I bought in a few young players because I was like, I can't trust any of these big senior players to come in and do it. So I bought a few youngsters into the team and that helped steady the ship a little bit. But it was, Where were they from? Were they from the reserves or did you buy them? Uh, from the reserves. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, from like the under-21s and stuff. So, um, yeah, that's what I'd play five at the back. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I had like Max Aarons playing quite um, attacking uh, on the right-hand side. But, yeah, I mean, obviously in the real world of football I, I don't know really what things are going to be able to change to to make them a better squad of players really have you considered emailing uh, dean.smith at norwichcity.co.uk to, <laughs> to, to yeah, give him your so wisdom this, 
This worked for me on Foot Manager, uh, so why don't you try it and see what he says? <laughs> I'd love to I don't see think, it. <laughs> I don't think he'd be too too pleased, really. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I'd love to be a fly on that wall. Um, okay, Adam and Emma, what do you make of, uh, you know, are we guessing Newcastle are down? Are they going to be the richest team in the Championship next season? Or if they sort of cling on to about sort of seven or eight points adrift from safety come January, they can buy their way out of trouble at the transfer window? I don't think you can buy your way out of trouble. No? No. You can't sort of go on a spending splurge in January and then hope all those pieces fit. But when you do that on Football Manager, how does it work out for you when you buy too many players? Uh, Yeah, you tend to struggle with making them all happy, don't you? And just getting them to GL on players a cohesive unit. Luckily, there's a lot of bad teams. Yeah, um, it's not impossible, is it? It's, like, no, it's not impossible. I guess is it? I mean, if they pick up a couple of wins between now and the new year, they're only like sort of four or five points off away from safety. They're still well in it, aren't they? Well, they're only six points off safety now. Why would they become four points after a couple of wins in the year? What are you expecting? Are you expecting big things from Watford? Uh, no, not really. So yeah, they're not in touch. They could, I mean, a couple of wins from the back in it, aren't they? And I'm, obviously, we'll talk about it in, in, in a little bit. But you know, Watford were very, very good uh, last night. I mean, there's probably two two sides to that coin. But Watford could, I wouldn't say big things, but I'm sure they could probably turn things around a little bit. But that yeah, I'd said on them, there are a lot of bad teams. So I think. Okay. I mean, the problem with Newcastle is that they're the players. When you look at when you look at the rumours of the players they're trying to buy, they're not exactly the top tier of of talent. It's people like Ross Barkley who I keep seeing linked. And would you hear that they are slagging off Philip Coutinho there? That's that is slander. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I'll let him know. He scored at the weekend, Philip Coutinho. He scored a penalty, Chris. <laughs> hey. Hey, stop it. That's putting like 5 million euros on his value. <laughs> we need those 5 million euros. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, well, look, so we'll head a bit, a little bit further down the A1 um, to uh, Ellen Road, where Leeds won uh, 1-0 over Crystal Palace, thanks to, again, a uh, rather sort of, uh, not controversial, but a, a handball penalty. This time it was in the 91st minute. Looked like Crystal Palace had sort of done enough to come away with a point. Um, unfortunately, uh, Mark Gahui, um he handballed the ball, uh, and that was confirmed by VAR again. Um, he was the converted penalty, Rafinha that converted the penalty. Uh, and then uh, Leeds got their fourth win in the season, moving up from 17th to 15th. Um, they seem to be quite happy to bumble along, and I think they'll finish lower mid-table, won't they? Anybody think different? No, I think they'll, they'll, yeah, they will just bumble along almost and keep keep out of trouble, um, but not exactly set the world alight either. Yeah, is that the same for Palace as well, do you think? Palace won't be in any trouble. No. Uh, where are they? They're 12th at the moment. 11th. 12th. 11th. Oh, my God. Oh, OK, sorry, I'm... Well, BBC says it's 12. Oh, the Brentford, because Brentford gains in play, isn't it? That might be why. Uh, okay, right, so that was Tuesday. Anyone got anything to say about those Tuesday games? 
It were games of football that happened. But you Is haven't... it going well for you the first time you asked? Why have you tried again? Because <laughs> oh, I've got to fill this bloody content. All you need to do is watch YouTube highlights. Uh, right, okay, so uh, we'll indulge Ryan then, shall we? And we'll go to Vicarage Road for Watford 1, Chelsea 2, where uh, Emmanuel Dennis scored the goal of the game, didn't he, Ryan? I know you won, but let's indulge him a little. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it was it was all right. It was it was decent, and I mean Rudiger's defending left a lot to be desired, but uh, he he did do well. To be fair, Dennis did. Um, was, it's probably the worst I've seen us play under Tuchel, and that's considering that we got battered by West Brom. So we we were really dreadful. I don't know how we won. Yeah, um, you were fifty. We got very very lucky. Fifty fifty with possession, and um, Watford outshot you fourteen to eight. Yeah, we, we, we couldn't even do the simple passes or anything. I mean, Saunagez, I was there at his first uh, Premier League start against Villa where he got hooked at half-time because he was that dreadful. And then he got hooked at half-time again yesterday because he was that dreadful. And, and, and Tuchel's been out afterwards saying, I don't know where he goes from here. Back, um, back to... Um, oh, he got an average well, of 4... Back to Madrid. He got an average of 4.46 on the um, BBC website. Oh, he was absolutely dreadful. Um because the, the, he was, he's, Tuchel was sort of suggesting that Sal could have played left wing back if something happened to Alonso, um, but the fact that Alonso played and was his usual dreadful self, um, and Sal was the one that got um, hooked, I, I guess, says a lot um, about his bad performance. But yeah, we, we were very, very lucky, and I guess we, we, we've got to thank Mason Mount for digging us out of a hole. This game started. I don't know, I don't know where he goes from here. Is inspiring man management though. <laughs> he's only alone, no, isn't he? he? Did, it's one of those things. He did the same to Callum Hudson Odoi, and I guess Hudson Odoi has probably not been better for us. Let's, let's look how that's worked out. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's worked out all right uh, so far. It's mm. you know not on the levels of Mourinho calling Luke Shaw like fat every week or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't I genuinely don't see Sal playing again. Uh, I can imagine he'll get sent back in January back to Madrid to sit and do nothing. I assume. But fair play to Watford. They were very, very good. Um, they just didn't take the, the chances that they did have. Um, and we stole we stole the win. What was he like last season at Madrid, uh, Emma? Do you remember? Uh, he didn't play all that much from what I remember. Which is why he's in the position that he is right now. Yeah. Um Marcus Alonso apparently pointed out someone that was uh, that had fallen ill uh, in the crowd when someone tweeted today that takes his uh, net live save to zero. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Which is particularly cruel, but maybe apt. Uh, Adam or Emma, did either of you see this game? Nope. Fabulous. Hard oh, nice. Uh, having lunch, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you're having a big dinner. You're not, you're not a Conservative member of Parliament, are you? <laughs> no, but I live like one. <laughs> uh, okay, right. St Mary's and Southampton two, Leicester City two. Uh, ben Reck and Che Adams for Southampton. Johnny Evans and um, James Madison for uh, Leicester. James Madison scoring for a third successive game. Um, Leicester wasted a couple of chances as well towards the end. I think Jamie Vardy smashed one over, uh, and Harvey Barnes wasted a chance when he's through on goal at the end. But I think for Southampton they sit sixteenth. Five places above the relegations or anything, they'd be pretty happy with this, wouldn't they? I think there's a, there would have been a fairly, a fairly decent, almost cachet of beating Leicester 
Oh, sorry, drawing against Leicester last season. But Leicester have been such a weird, topsy-turvy team so far this season that you almost probably would be a little bit disappointed. I mean, obviously, if Leicester spurned a couple of chances, then it's a little bit different. But yeah, you'd be a little bit like... Uh, I don't know, you'd be almost a little bit disappointed that you couldn't probably nick the three points from Leicester just based on how they've played so far this season. But it's a decent result for Southampton, really. Yeah, um, and City are uh, in eighth place. They are five points off the Champions League places. So, but they're still hanging around, aren't they, Emma? Yeah, I don't know um, what their deal is, though. They're quite inconsistent. They A couple of goals, they, or one of the goals at least they conceded... Uh, last night was a bit um, sloppy that's probably the best way to say uh-huh. they didn't seem to be as tight as they were at the back who do they have at the back for them they had um, Evans and Soinchu at the back yeah they just don't seem to be particularly tight there yeah, I wonder why that is Is it was it Fafana or was it Castanier that got injured towards the end of last season in the, F- in the cup final I can't remember who it was but um, I think they're definitely missing whoever it was that was injured was it Fafana the one because it wasn't that a friendly and someone effectively broke his leg or something or other? Was that Fafana? Oh yeah, it was Villarreal. That's oh, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One was injured in the cup final. One was injured in the friendly. I think I seem to remember it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's obviously a sort of lack of competition there. I think they played either Wolfram Didi or Daniel Amati at centre back a couple of times this season. So, and when you're taking Didi out of that midfield, they're going to suffer, aren't they, Adam? Yes, sorry, I was looking something up. Don't don't shock me like that. But you should be paying attention. I am paying attention, but not to you, to something else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do, do we think there's a little bit with Leicester, there's a little bit of this, you know, Brendan Rodgers keeps getting linked to all these different jobs and the players probably aren't feeling as secure or anything this season? It's just... Leicester, obviously, they normally do really well during the first part of the season and then bottle it towards the end. Mm. But do we think the constant sort of... Remi- not reminders, the constant pressure or speculation on, on Rodgers leaving could be impacting the players? It's, it's just a bit of a weird situation that they currently find themselves in where they're, just, they're not sort of hitting their usual mark. Yeah, no, I think you might be right. And maybe if they think that Rodgers is off, they sort of think, well, you know, why do we bother trying? Um, what do you think of that? I think, I think that they've fallen apart a little bit ever since just sort of I think two consecutive failures at getting into the Champions League has knocked them and the reason I wasn't concentrating is because I was looking up to see the progress of James Justin who I think that is the player that they're really missing and what is the progress of James Justin um no return date poor James Justin um Okay, so off to, I was going to say Upton Park, but the Olympic Stadium. Uh, West Ham won, Brighton Hove Albion won. Uh, Thomas Suchek scored. He ruined an Olympic goal. An Olympic goal is one of those ones, of course, he scored straight from the corner. Um, he sort of just brushed uh, his head. Um, following Pablo Fornauzi's call. Pablo Fornauzi had a lovely shot on the crossbar as well. Uh, and Neil Mope had a bicycle kick in the 89th minute. So we spent a lot of time on the podcast uh, on the one, because this is our one thousand and one podcast, isn't it? So this is like the palindrome podcast as compared to Saturday's one thousand podcast. Um, we did spend a lot of time on there talking about how Brighton couldn't score. Yet Neil Mope comes up with quite a nice uh, sort of bicycle kick here, doesn't he, Emma? Uh, if you tell me he did, then he did. <laughs> <laughs> Still eating big dinners. I believe you. <laughs> 
Anybody seen the highlights of this? It, it wasn't one that I, re- I, I searched on YouTube. I'll put it that way. Okay, you absolute rotters. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's great. Uh, Wolves nil, Burnley nil. Do we want to talk about that? No. Okay. Uh, Manchester City... Uh, sorry, Aston Villa 1, Manchester City 2. So Ruben Dias with a rather lovely thump. Uh, and then Bernardo Silva with a fantastic goal, followed by Ollie Watkins pulling one back. Did anyone see... Um, Bernardo Silva goal. This was lovely. So it was a break on the right-hand side uh, for Manchester City. Cross comes in and uh, and then a first-time shot by Bernardo Silva. It was very, very nice. Anybody see this? I think, I'm, I, think I might have saw it just like scrolling through Twitter. But I probably didn't pay that much attention to it, to be honest. No. Okay. Uh, did anybody else see it? Adam or uh, Emma? Come on, someone yeah. give him something, please. <laughs> I can't. I only watched one game. Fuck, that bloody I, I didn't even. Ma- I didn't even manage that. Not a whole <laughs> yeah, game, at least. You quit. And you know what? I'm better for it. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Um, so we will move on to where we're going to go next. Uh, so we go to Everton one, Liverpool four. That's Everton oh. one. Liverpool four. I was expect. I was like waiting for you. I was like, I feel like you're just gonna go to Everton next anyway. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're gonna ask if anyone's watched it, and then you're gonna want to, you know, brag about it anyway. So. <laughs> well, I know that one person's watched it. I did. I actually watched this one. Uh, Adam, did you watch this? Define watched. <laughs> Emma. I watched it. Emma, you watch it. That, 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 Emma, you'll do for me. Right, fine. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry, <Well. laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, okay. So, um, Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson opened the scoring. He had a pretty good opening twenty minutes. He did, didn't he? Jordan Henderson yeah. for the scoring, uh, and then Mo Salah with that lovely run down the right hand side and that outside of the boot left left foot finish. Um, that was after 19 minutes, at which point Everton fans started walking out, didn't they? Uh, <laughs> which was marvellous to I, see. I think more was made of that. I reckon they went to the bar. What? Still, thousands and thousands of them streamed out to the bar. <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, they clearly needed a drink. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think to give us the bar. Yeah, I think they went to the bar. Of course, that Salah goal was a Henderson assist, wasn't it? It was. It was. Uh, Liverpool should have been 2-0 up in two minutes. Yes. Um, it wasn't good from Everton. It was not good. It wasn't if, if anything, it wasn't good from Liverpool. They should have been 2-0 up after two minutes. <laughs> if anything... <laughs> Anything, I'm disappointed. It was Matip and Salah that um, that missed those two early chances. And when Damari Gray yes. pulled that goal back, I did think we really should have scored those chances. I didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and then into the second half, uh, Seamus Coleman. I imagine that I, everyone sort of... It was a Seamus Coleman error, wasn't it? But at the same time, yes. I guess when you're looking into a night sky and you've got four enormous floodlights staring down at you, it's going to be a little bit difficult to control a football you sort of see coming out of those lights, isn't it? At, at hip height. At hip height. It was coming from higher than hip height. No, it got to him at hip height, though, didn't it? I don't know what you mean. You don't know what someone's hip is and how, and how high something is. <laughs> it came to him from from about... Uh, Are you medically fit? It came, from, <laughs> it came from about 30 feet in the air, not, not from his hip. Yeah. 
Brian, Emma, does anyone else understand? Yeah, is this I know big? what you mean. Yeah, if it, if it came at him hip height, then that's where yeah. the ball the ball was level to his hip when it hit him. Yeah. Or came yeah. Yes. But it came higher than his hip. I don't understand. No, oh, my God. So the answer to why you medically think is yes. So it, what do you mean it came to him at hip height? It didn't come to him at hip height. It came to him from high in the air. He's 28 till he's 29. <laughs> oh, just let it go. I don't understand. No, go on. I don't understand. Just explain it again. Uh, no, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I, I need to go to a special course to learn how to explain it. It's a concussion. Okay, uh, so Mo Salah robbed uh, Seamus Coleman of that ball, uh, bared down on goal, and the, had a rather lovely finish. And there's a couple of great photos from this. Um, one is Salah looking at the, on the sort of um, he's lying on the ground, sort of looking back towards the goal as the ball trickles in, and Coleman realising he can't get there. And the other one is a giant piece of pyro blaring up in the from the floor, and Mo Salah sort of walking off in the background. That's quite a sort of Iconic piece. Uh, Diego Jota with a lovely fourth goal as well. He smashed that in from about two yards out, didn't he, Emma? He did, yeah. He he meant it. He did. I think he was a bit fed up, actually, because um, he'd sort of missed a couple of chances and he'd got a couple of sort of um, fouls against him, wasn't he, when he sort of didn't really deserve it. Fairly, fairly sure that pyro is illegal, though, so they probably should call the game off. <laughs> replay, replay the whole fixture. No, I think it's probably... Um... Probably forfeited, I imagine, right? Oh, um, oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably a better idea, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Emma, did you see it at 4-1 as well when someone threw an extra ball on the pitch? I did see that, and I wondered <laughs> what they were going to do. I that happened in the heard. first half. That was a great tactic. Oh, was it the first half, was it? It was, it, was at two, it was at 2-0. It was like, things are so yeah. bad, we need a spare ball because <laughs> inevitably something bad's going to happen and we're going to throw this back out. And lo and behold... Was that before or...? It was the best bit of defending ever and did all night for <laughs> the fans. Was that was that before or after the uh, two Everton players got booked for diving? Oh, after. There was a lot of that going around. There was. Dave. But you you would mention that, Chris, because you'd be a hypocrite because you don't care about diving. So I know you're not that that kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was just making it as an observation to fill no, to fill yeah, time. But I, do, but I don't know. But I knew that you wouldn't make it as an observation because, like, obviously, that you don't have a problem with that, and just sort of from a logical consistency and just. <laughs> Being a stand-up guy, I just I knew that you wouldn't do that because only a only a right sort of rotter would sort of go against their own principles to make a point like that, wouldn't they? I wasn't making a point; I was making an observation. Well, I, I know, and that's why I said that you wouldn't do it. Some of the listeners the get upset that, by these things. And the fact that you haven't done it is what makes you such a stand-up. <laughs> Uh, a banner at the Everton uh, end. We demand nil satis nisi optimum. It's about time our club did too. The um, the peasants are revolting, Adam. Um, we're just rubbish. Why wouldn't they not? No. <laughs> we're just rubbish. <laughs> Where do you? I mean, Go on. They are. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> if you were transported in as some sort of uh, overlord of Everton Football Club tomorrow, so you're in charge of everyone from the groundskeeper up to Mashiri, uh, what would you do? Sack. Anyone, everything. This is Adam, Adam's Adam's wet dream of Everton admin. <laughs> we'll call this. Everyone is fired. Um, so the manager's cut. <laughs> to be replaced by. 
himself. I've heard some quite good things about Ryan's football manager career at the moment. So. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'll take I'll take the job, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> I do better. Um, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Would you keep uh, your director of football? No. Okay. Can I do that job? Absolutely. Amazing. <laughs> How many players, or what would you do about players? Um, so, where do I start? <laughs> I, need, I need to hear like this, like, you know, eight, Adam's eight-point plan to saving Everton Football Club. That's, that's what I need. I mean, I need some players, though. That's the problem, right? I do need, like, at least 11. And a subspench. No, that's not... You don't need a subspench. In fact, I think I only need nine to not forfeit the game, right? That's true. Yeah. No, it's six to forfeit the game. If you remember um, West Brom versus Sheffield United all those years ago. So I need seven to not forfeit the game, right? Yeah. But if one of those gets injured, the, game's get, the game gets forfeit. No, not if I make them sit on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not coming off. You just need to, you just need just to sit there. Yeah, I, don't, I don't care if it's broken. How does that? Are going to tie them to the goalposts like Lisa on ice? Yeah, but then I've got a sort of an either an offside or on or playing uh, everyone offside problem. But then, then you've got that's the a, that's a tactical error. A constant man on the post. <laughs> <laughs> then you've got the health and safety at work act 1973 to consider. No one cares about that. Well, yeah, I think I think you'll find a lot of people care about that's it. That's someone else's problem anyway. I mean, we just I, got it's players, not health it? and safety is everybody's concern. That's what the act says. I could put some cones around them. <laughs> a high vis jacket. A sign up warning player lying down. <laughs> so, um, how far? So there's a lot of dross to keep rid of. Yeah. So, so, I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the Everton squad up on Wikipedia and we can work out. So while exactly. you get the Everton squad up, uh, can it I just so bad that we need to get rid of them? Can I just give some mitigation for Rafa because it seems that he's. No. <laughs> I don't think you can either because he decided that playing two strikers up front against Liverpool was the right thing to do and that was really dumb or vice or the, the, the same side of that coin playing two midfielders against three was a great idea I'm definitely not going to be defending Rafa so you know let's, let's, let, let's all bash on Rafa that's because you're an ungrateful swine I am well yeah <laughs> all we needed to do was I don't know, get at them for like the first 20 minutes at least and they didn't even get anywhere near them and it was really yeah. sad. They did not look motivated for a derby game. It, when you looked at that team, you knew that not one of them had the balls to get a red card in a derby game. Mm-hmm. Like if that game had gone, if that game had started to go even worse than it was going and we hadn't scored that goal and we had gone to 3 or 4-0... Do you know the one thing the other fans might have liked is to see someone kick um, Andy Robertson up in? <laughs> Why would you want your player to get a red card? That doesn't help you out for the next get three games, does it? It just shows that they want it, though, doesn't it? It doesn't. It just shows it. Just shows they're thugs and they're going to miss the next three games and then drop their player in it. It was a, it's, a similar, it's a similar thing to you know Roy Keane said something pretty similar a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? he was like, yeah, but he was still know, wrong then. Is it? Is like you know sometimes you've got to get into someone. You know, go through them and you show the fans like this is a derby. I hate Liverpool. No, that's just go in on one of them. That's just pretend. That's just like that's just selfish play. 
Look, I care. Look, I can do this and clatter one of the players. Oh, I've yeah, now been sent off and we're down. No. What went down, though? I mean, but if, you've if, done if you've got the yeah, opportunity we... to, to clatter Andy Robertson and you don't take it. <laughs> yeah, then that's a problem. I think, less of, always a, I think, I think less of you as a person. So when you do, <laughs> when you uh, create your presentation on PowerPoint, Adam, the things that are wrong with Everton Football Club, I need you to create a pie chart and do... Not enough kicking of Andy Robertson. <laughs> and, do a, and do a percentage of where things are going wrong for Everton or who to blame. So in that pie chart, I want you to have like players, um, Rafford, uh, Mashiri, the director of football, whose name I can't remember, all that sort of thing. So what percentages are you sort of... Myself Brands. That's him. What percentages are you giving sort of each of those? Um... I mean, part of the problem is that we have we didn't stick around with a coherent strategy for ages, so we've just m- moved around, and you end up with this with a squad full of players from lots of different managers, lots of different directors of football, and you have some some duds there. So look, if I'm looking at players I want to get rid of, John Joe Kenny, I want to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. And is Mason Holgate good enough? Maybe not. Is Michael Keane good enough? Mm-hmm. Alan, he can probably stay. Richarlison can probably stay. Fabian Delph, go. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, he can stay. Gilfie Sigerson is radioactive. <laughs> Damari Gray, he, we paid 1.5 million for him at the moment. He can stay. Lucas Dinny can stay. Yeri Meany can stay. Andros Townsend can stay. Um, Begovic can stay. I'm, I missed off Jordan Pickford because he's the only one who's a good. Um... I don't the think cor- that's true. The core can stay. Alex Awobi should be gone yesterday. <laughs> Cech Tosin is still here. Cech Tosin came in as a sub. <laughs> Andrew, <It did. laughs> Andrew Gomez can stay. Ben Godfrey can stay. Seamus Coleman can stay. But we would really do with a second right back. Just an option. Someone else. Who isn't John Joe Kenny? <laughs> um, John, jo- John Joe Shelby? Get all the John Joes in. I don't think he needs to be called John Joe. I don't think that's That's a requirement. John Joe O'Toole of Bristol Rovers. Let's turn it into a full-on sort of like pikey outfit where everyone's called John Joe. (laughs) Um, I apologise to any listeners of the travelling community. Adam didn't mean that. (laughs) He did. Um, I'm not sure whether Gordon's good enough, enough, but he can stay. Um... Uh, John Philip Gabian, he's he's never fit. I don't, I don't think he exists. Yeah, he might he might be the biggest Ponzi scheme in world football. <laughs> uh, Tom Davis can obviously stay for morale, and um, I've actually not hated the Solomon Rondon experiment, but so actually you're keeping a lot of the players. Did you so, say Anthony uh, Anthony Gordon as well? Hold on, I decided to keep one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven. Oh, okay. So if you just, so you probably just missed them out. You wouldn't, but I'd say, you, you, yeah, you wouldn't say they can definitely go apart from the few. That makes sense. Okay. Right. Um, Go on. Sorry, you still go. (laughs) You're the one who wound me up and just just let me go. Yeah, you you set him up to do a PowerPoint. Well, uh, yeah, we've got to move on at some point. But it's it. We should just, it's simple, just have a young, inspiring manager who wants to try something different. Like? Who wants to try and be like Graham Potter. Coleman. 
Did Pre- you know there's this guy called Steve Bruce available? He'd do a job for, for the season, I think. And and sign young, interesting players and accept that the the goal of of Everton Football Club is to make them better and to and to hopefully move them on and make lots of money. Don't don't be resistant to this idea that these players might be able to go and join um, Man City when if they turn out to be really good. But sign young players, develop them, give them a chance. Don't have Fabian Delph clogging up your midfield. You seem to have spent an awful lot of money on some not very good players. Like who? Alex Awobi, was he, what was he, 35 million? Yeah, okay, yeah, well done, you picked the best one. Uh, <laughs> that, was the best, that, was, that was the best first example you could have gone with. Yeah, uh, Andre Gomez. Uh, no, I, I will not hear a bad word said against that man. He's been alright, hasn't he? Who, who else are you going to put in the adverts for the kits to like <laughs> oh definitely Dominic Calvert-Lewin just because it'll upset Mike Perry a team needs sex appeal exactly well they should sign me up then tumbleweed <laughs> <laughs> in my position as director of football do you want me to sign Gerard Delafeo back <laughs> yes that's all I <laughs> could you sign me in, that... the, in the Winston Bogard position please I'll think about it. <laughs> if I had an FA back, this, my whole perspective on this squad would be changed. <laughs> right, we're going to have to... these days? I think he's playing for one of... He's in Italy. You Yeah, I think so. He's down that way, isn't he? Uh, right, we're going to have to move on. He's, unfortunately. Still, he's still very much in that Watford, um, that Watford factory. Uh, um. That's fine. We're going to have to move on. So there's a couple of Premier League games tonight. So Tottenham are beating uh, Brentford 1-0. And Arsenal are beating Manchester United 1-0 with one of the greatest goals you'll ever see. Has anyone seen this? Well, I, wasn't until you, I wasn't until you made me bring up Everton's squad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so uh, David De Gea fell over on the goal line uh, when defending a corner. And all the Manchester United players stopped uh Emil Smith-Rowe didn't stop and smashed the ball into the net uh, as David De Gea was lying on the ground. Um, Manchester United players and everyone sort of stopped, not sure what they're doing. They delay while David De Gea has been treated. Uh, and then when he stands up and all is fine, the referee gives it. Marvellous stuff. Good for him. Exactly. Exactly. Right, OK, so uh, Bits and Bobs have leagues coming up this weekend in España. Uh, Real Madrid are top on 36 points. Then it's Atleti and uh, Real Sociedad on 29, Sevilla on 28 in fourth place. Uh, Sevilla and Real Sociedad both lost last weekend. Uh, Barcelona in seventh place on 22 points. So this weekend it's Sevilla versus Villarreal, um, Atletico Madrid versus Real Mallorca, Real Sociedad versus Real Madrid. It's just some good games there, isn't there, Emma? Mm, should be an interesting weekend. Where should I be uh, spending, which games should I be spending my time watching of all those? Let me have. Let me let me have a look. Uh, Sevilla versus Villarreal will be fine. Yes. Lopetegui uh, versus um, Emery on the touchline. Yeah, that'll that that will be interesting. <laughs> um, I mean, you don't want to watch Barcelona play Betis because Fekir is not playing. Nah, he's not playing. Not not fair. I know. He <laughs> got I was good. I was watching the highlights this week and I saw him pick his yellow card up. And he's, he's been so good. He's been on four yellow cards for about a month, hasn't he? Because he's been trying so hard not to miss the derby or something else. Um, and then he gets a booking for this one. It was a stupid booking as well. Yeah. Sociedad versus Real Madrid will be interesting. But 
don't think it'll be interesting in the right way. <laughs> interesting is in it would be more sort of like a tactical game of chess rather than fun to watch. Yes. No, it's interesting is in Real Madrid, uh, not interesting in the right way. In Real Madrid will win it. Well, that too. Yeah. Do you think they will? Yes, they do. Because actually, that they're not easy to play against, are they? They're not, but Real Madrid have won their last seven games in a row. That's true. They have. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just playing the odds here. <laughs> Fair enough. How Barcelona going to get on against the Fekirless, um well, Betis? Well, now they have no Fekir. Uh, <laughs> I feel so much better. I mean, they've got his brother. Maybe they could play him instead. So they did have his brother. And they have Hector Bellerin. It'd just be nice to see him come home. Yeah, they do. Uh, oh, he's so handsome. <laughs> okay, right. In Italy, Napoli are top of 36 points. Then it's AC Milan 35, Inter on 34, and Atlanta on 31. Nice and close there. Uh, this weekend is Roma versus Inter, Milan versus Salonitana, and Napoli versus Atalanta. So uh, some rather lovely games to get your BT Sport into, uh, Adam and... Uh, Ryan, if either of you've got that, no. Uh, don't pay for the BT Sport anymore. It's very upsetting. Well, no. Have you not got it, and it's caused some consternation in um, the Goodman household? Well, well, just it was that thing of when I had BT internet, I got BT Sport for like dirt cheap, so it wasn't a problem. But when I swapped, I couldn't get it for the same price. I was like, oh, I don't need to watch it. And then obviously Champions <laughs> League games come around and I go, oh, I can't really yeah. watch it. And then, now um... I see why I had this thing. <laughs> yeah. you got to get to watch any Italy games. What else? They've, got, um, they've lost the Bundesliga, haven't they? That's back on yeah, Sky. Yeah, is on Sky, isn't it? Yeah. That's right. Although they don't bother showing any of the games. Um, okay, in Germany, Bayer Leverkusen, oh, sorry, Bayern Munich on 31 points. Uh, Dortmund on 30, Bayer Leverkusen on 24, uh, and Freiburg have lost their last three on 22 points. So this weekend it's uh, Gladbach versus uh, Freiburg, Bayer Leverkusen versus Greuther Firth, but it is Dortmund versus Bayern in Der Klassiker. Ryan, that stands for the classic in German. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Adam, you're our German correspondent. How do you think this is going to go? Um, Bayern Munich are very good. They will win. Even though it is at uh, the Westphalian, whatever it is. Is it Westphalian? In the I, I said it quietly, so I hope nobody yeah. noticed if I yeah, got well, it wrong. I, I, I didn't hear, I really need you to say it a bit louder. Is it the Westphalian? Um, you mean Signal Gunder Park? Yeah, that's, that's why you're our Bundesliga correspondent. Because well, I've been once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your Instagram picture is literally you at the... That, that wearing that shirt at that stadium. It is, yeah. So you know you're you are our correspondent. Okay, yeah. So how um, do you think it's going to go? I think <laughs> I think Munich will win by a lot. Um, by a comfortable amount, considering the some of the performances I've seen from um, from Bruce Dortmund in the last couple of weeks or so. So. Um, Erling Haaland has returned, so that's a, a positive s- step considering there was talk he, he might not make it back until um, even after the winter break. But um, I still think that Bayern Munich are good. So breaking news. What? 
the Bayern Munich. Oh, Olympics. right. Sorry, I thought you. But <laughs> 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 you had to bring in some. Uh, okay, in France, PSG are top on forty-one points. Uh, Marseille on 29, Arena on 28. So it's Marseille versus Brest this weekend, uh, Lons versus PSG, and Sanetien, who are back at the bottom of the table, versus Rennes. Uh, right, bits and bobs of news. Um, Robert Pires thinks he's to blame for the tunnel bust up between Roy Keane and Patrick Vieira in 2005. Uh, Gary Neville apparently arrived in the tunnel and barged into um, Robert Pires, and Pires reacted in French, quote, unquote, because I was annoyed, and it all started kicking off at that point. Uh, a man has been jailed for five years for attempting to rob Arsenal defender Gabriel of his £45,000 Mercedes and also a watch. Uh, the defender fought off the robber uh, and uh, the robber was caught and has been sent to prison. Ray Kennedy of Arsenal and Liverpool has passed away age 70. He was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease in 1984, not long after he stopped playing actually. Uh, he played 275 times for Liverpool um, and 158 times for Arsenal in a career from 1968 to 85. So he actually got his diagnosis while he's still playing. Uh, in that time he won at least um, one FA Cup, six First Division titles, five for Liverpool, uh, and three European Cups for Liverpool as well. So a phenomenal player and our thoughts go out to him. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo has been praised in his uh, village where he has a mansion in North um, Portugal. Has anybody seen this story? Because he built an illegal extension and had to demolish it. Yes, and he's donated all the rubble to the people of the village. It was rubble. illegal. Yeah. <laughs> he's donated rubble. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he's knocked down his extension and then gone, I can't have to clean this up. Um, <laughs> do you know what's cheaper than a skip? I could call the skip out. I'll just, I'll just tell everyone in the village to come pick up a brick or two. No problem. Man of the people. What, what, what a hero he truly is. In that time, I've looked at the Arsenal goal and I actually think it's pretty poor form from Arsenal. Do you? Why? Yeah, because look, he's got down injured or unrelated. Like, I just think that... Play to the whistle. Play to the whistle. But it's not about, it wasn't about being injured from a, a thing. I think a lot of the time, Paolo Di Canio didn't play to the whistle, did he, when he caught it? That's up to him. Wow. And that, but Paolo Di Canio is also questionable elsewhere in his life decisions as well. <laughs> oh, right. So, you know, unless you're morally, morally pure, you're not allowed to make that. <laughs> don't, don't say pure around Paolo Di Canio. You might think you're talking about something else. <laughs> Oh, I think we need to go through Emil Smith Rowe's entire history to see if he's pure enough to have played to the whistle or not. Well, he's blonde haired yeah. and blue eyed. He thinks Paul Ford. Okay, well, I know Ross doesn't like us talking about games that have happened, but yeah, okay, so the referee hadn't blown his whistle, but the player's lying on the ground. Why should they stop? Because the goalkeeper's different. Why? Because if the if a, if a goalkeeper's down injured, you essentially have an open goal. Like, but that's not Arsenal's fault. He was injured. You're, you're, yeah, you're, it wasn't I'm... even an Arsenal player who did it. No, it was Harry Maguire. <laughs> it was Fred, wasn't it? Oh, was it Fred? It was Fred. Because okay. you know, Fred, Fred loves uh, the United fans love Fred, and <laughs> he needs he needed this to make himself you know, <laughs> loved even more by the fans. <laughs> Uh, okay, so other uh, bits and bobs of news. Former Egypt star uh, Mohamed Abu Traker, who I used to really like as a player, uh, less so now, uh, said on Being Sports that homosexuality was, quote-unquote, against human nature, uh, as he spoke out about against the Premier League Rainbow Laces campaign. 
Um, he also said that Muslims have a role to play in removing homosexuality as, quote-unquote, a dangerous ideology that is becoming nasty. Uh, being sports have reprimanded uh, Abu Traka, but not dismissed him. So um, I watched this, sort of his... I saw the clip of this on Twitter, and it was... Um, it, well, I, I think Gabriel Marcotti tweeted out saying, uh, with the translation, saying, is he really saying this? And people were replying saying, mm, yes, he is. Um so I really liked having Traker as a player. I think it was around 2006 when they won the um, African Nations as well. Uh, so this has uh, definitely put a damper on it. Um, pretty appalling that he said it and pretty appalling that they're keeping him on, I guess, isn't it? Cancelled. Cancelled. Uh, Jose Peckerman has been appointed head coach of the Venezuelan national team. So Solomon Rondon will be happy, Adam. Uh, and will lead them into the 2026 World Cup uh campaign and he's previously led Argentina and Colombia to World Cups as well uh, in Oceania Emma um, the World Cup qualifying group has been um, drawn uh, these games were played in Qatar in March 2022 so group A is the Solomon Islands Tahiti Vanuatu and either Tonga or the Cook Islands uh, and group B will be New Zealand New Caledonia Fiji or Papua New Guinea the top two go to the semi-final um, with the winner of these going to the final, the winner of the final will play whoever comes uh, third. Uh, comes third in the um, fourth. Sorry, whoever gets fourth place in the third round of the Concacaf uh, qualifying leagues. Um, and the games were played in Qatar in March 2022. Um, what do you reckon, Emma? Uh, vamos Vanuatu. <laughs> Vanuatu. Do you know they how they wiped out their national debt? Oh, God, please let it be something good. Do you know websites that end in the domain name .tv? Uh-huh. That used to be um, Vanuatu's sort of national uh, website endings in like .co.uk and things like that. Um, and so to pay off their national debt, they sold that to the internet somehow. Uh, and that's how <laughs> .tv... <laughs> and that's how .tv came about and Vanuatu were doing okay. Um no, I do want them to win. I thought you were going to say it was OnlyFans or something. <laughs> they, they, they sold it to the internet. Well, how... Sorry, how is OnlyFans different than selling things to the internet? They're the same thing. I mean, I think the content would be different. <laughs> I hope. Uh, and you, don't, you don't know what's on these .tv websites. <laughs> I don't, you're right. You don't need to know. You're too innocent for that. I am. <laughs> um... Okay, uh, finally this week on news, it was the Ballon d'Or this week. Uh, Lionel Messi was top. Uh, he beat Robert Lewandowski and Jorginho Ryan into uh, second and third place, respectively. Uh, Karim Benzema was fourth. Mo Salah was seventh. Right, I'm going to talk about this a little bit, not just because it's Mo Salah. This, this really isn't news. <laughs> uh, Mo Salah was 17th. Um, and, uh, sorry, Mo Salah was in seventh place. How many times, guys, do you think that an African player has been on the podium since uh, the Ballon d'Or existed back in the early 1960s? So that's not even winning the Ballon d'Or, but the, on the top, uh, sorry, in the top three. You tell me it's never, aren't you? Not so quite. I feel, I feel like this, yeah, this is almost a bit of a trick question. No, yeah. I think, didn't George Ware win it? George Ware won it. Okay, but I'm after players, I'm after the finish in the top three. Well, if he won it, I reckon if George Ware won it, he probably finished in the top three. Okay, so what, have any of the African players come into the top three um, at any other time? What about Sammy Eto? Okay. Sammy Eto? I'm uh, guessing. 
Okay, that's fine. Any events on Samyetu, Ryan or Eden? Mm. Jogba. I don't think so. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Okay, well, you're kind of right. Your first guess. The only time an African player has ever appeared on the podium was George Weir's win in 1995. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yes. So I was listening to an African football podcast talking about this, which weirdly had uh, Edward Mendy's um, agent on talking about how the fact that he couldn't believe that uh, Edward Mendy. Um, Lost out to Gianluigi Donnarumma, which I can guess you he, might he have got, some. He's got, a, he's got a point. Yes, <laughs> I was going to say I guess you might have some sympathy with. And listening to this guy talking, I did because I went and had a look. Um, uh, Donnarumma has played, made nine appearances for PSG in all competitions this season. Mendy seventeen. So uh, he's also a European champion. Yeah, he's also champ. Well, Ed Mendy is a Champions League winner as well. Okay, but those <laughs> games, those games that Donnarumma played, winning the winning the the. The European Championships counted. Yes, but he's not playing... He, he saved penalties in a final. But he's not playing regular football like Edouard Mendy is, is he? Because obviously it's about the whole year, isn't it? Yes. So I guess that's, that's where the the argument, obviously, being a Chelsea fan, seeing lots of Chelsea fan opinions, obviously was skewed towards Mendy. But when you look at the, the sort of stats of clean sheets and stuff like that, Mendy did did have it significantly better um but i guess at the same time Jorginho only gets into the top three realistically because italy he's really good at taking penalties well, he, he, he missed that one didn't he in the final george and pick <laughs> yeah. saved it didn't he? he he's really good at taking the ball down out of the air and uh, giving it to <laughs> jim sancho um but yeah my point my sort of wider point is um have african players been sort of under, uh, underrepresented uh, during the Ballon d'Or. So I've, been, I've written down a few names that took me about five seconds. So Eto, Yaya Torre, Drogba, Sadio Mane. Uh, Mo Salah is, given the seasons he has had since he joined Liverpool, definitely needs to have been on the podium at some point. Um, is it a little skewed and is it unfair that it, no, it is no, a little because, skewed? Just because they're good doesn't, just because they're good doesn't mean they, they weren't three players better than them. In all that time? Yeah, but there was always going to be at least two, and they were Messi and Ronaldo. <laughs> and and some and Samuato then played at, played in a Barcelona team that contained Xavi and Iniesta. Yeah, Samuato like... wasn't even the third best player on his team. <laughs> <He wasn't. laughs> no. So what I'm hearing from you two is no African players should be given this award. <laughs> I think, if anything, I think the problem isn't that Salah didn't make it into the top three. I think it's the fact, did you say he was 17? Seventh. Seventh. Okay, that makes a bit more sense. Um, I thought I was like, 17? Jesus Christ. You did say 17. I did he say 17, but I was reading the number of appearances. didn't he, really? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I, I accidentally read the number of appearances that Edward Mendy had made instead of Salah's <laughs> seventh. I think, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those things, I think, where, you know, People like Jorginho, let's be real, you know, was not better than Salah all season. But yeah. again, they have different roles. So things like stats don't overly matter in a way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, 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 there's always going to be those, I guess, those top three players. I mean, you look at someone like, well, look at Messi and Lewandowski in particular. Mm. I mean, Lewandowski should have probably won it. And obviously he should have had the one from last year. He's definitely been better than Salah, for example. I mean, uh, I do think there's been a part of... The, all of this about noise about Lewandowski that is a little bit more linked towards the fact that he didn't win it last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, you're you're right. He probably probably was better. But in that in the year, I think Messi scored thirty league goals and won the Copa America. 
Like, it's not an outrageous decision for. Oh no, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah. No. I think it's just. Which, the... if you see Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> I think. But yeah, I think you're right. It's because he should have had the one from last year, and you know, the fact that they didn't give him it. Obviously, he, probably stings with people still. He needs his Martin Scorsese moment. Give him his Oscar before he retires, so he needs to win it next yeah. year. Or he could just establish. He could just be happy with all the medals he's got for winning actual things that matter in football. This is true. Um, Emma Miguel was getting very upset with a German, a German football journalist. Why? Well, because he was saying that uh, it was quite right that. Um, that Messi won, and this German football journalist uh, said he wasn't. Bearing in mind, Miguel was doing all this while receiving an award at the Football Supporters Association. So no, he, was... he didn't win. <laughs> oh, didn't he win? Oh, he no. was he was there, and he was getting very <laughs> yeah, upset. I know with... he was there, but he didn't win. <laughs> yeah, we well, was plus one. He lost to Jonathan Wilson. <laughs> he did. We... I think you know. There's all this talk about the Ballon d'Or, and we're all forgetting the key story from that night. Chelsea won Club of the Year. <laughs> oh yeah, that was. That was forget, the real story. He's yeah, right. forget the Ballon d'Or. Club of the Year. <laughs> Club of the Year. The prize that everybody's there for. <laughs> exactly. It's the, well, it was it the first time, isn't it? Like a brand new award. <laughs> <laughs> eh, we'll take it, I guess. Okay. They, they branched out so much, they gave it to the team that won the best competition. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like, oh, hang on. The, the, the women's team, you know, got to the final, and the, the men's team won. Ah, yeah, give it to them. I would love to know oh, so how they, many they times... Were judging it, uh, they were judging it as an entire institution, were they? I think so. I think so. I don't think it was like men's club of the year. I think it was just club of the year. Oh, okay. I'd love to know how many times a team that won the Champions League hasn't got club of the year. So, but I, em- think, I think club of the year is brand new anyway. Oh, okay. established as a new competition. Do you not listen? No, I was reading some. I was reading. I was reading the next piece of the podcast uh, because Emma, the um, the ladies' Ballon d'Or was won. Uh, the top two places made up by Barcelona players. Um, third place was Sam Kerr. Yeah. There's something about there's something about it being you referring to it though as the ladies Ballon d'Or doesn't <laughs> doesn't sound quite as inclusive as I think you think I'm saying L A Y D W Z. Thank you no. for making it sound less prestigious. No. I think you're you're making it sound like you are the those ladies and then Ballon d'Or. Uh so Sam Kerr came third, Jennifer Hermoso Emma. She came second. Um She's the goddess. She, why well, she is, uh, and then Alexis. Well, she's not though, is she? Because there's one better than her. <laughs> and then Alexis Petitius, or Petitius, is it? Uh, she came first. Uh... I would have voted for Jenny if I'm honest. I would have done as well. <laughs> but Alexia is a queen, and she is amazing. She said that she's her idol is Andres Iniesta, and I can totally see that in her when she plays, and that's why she's perfect. So why would you vote it the other way around then? I just, I, I just love Jenny, and I think she was slightly more influential in that kind of quiet kind of way. Is there anybody from that Barcelona team that you think should have been in that top two as well, or are they the right players from your club to have been there? I think they're the right ones, but I mean the entire team was basically in the list, <laughs> so <laughs> not, I'm not angry at it. None of them African, though, so it's a bit of an outrage, isn't it? Let's let that one hang, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> right, OK, so uh, coming to the Premier League this weekend, early game, Ryan, is West Ham versus Chelsea in the um, Fat Frank derby. Uh, Chelsea have won their last seven away derbies in London in the Premier League. 
Um, and you've kept six clean sheets in this run. The only goal conceded was to Christian Benteke in April. Um, and, but West Ham have won uh, three of their last six home games against Chelsea. Um, so how are you feeling going into this game? Uh, oh, that's a difficult one. It's on BT um, Sport, this one, at 12.30 on Saturday. Which, oh, sorry, I, that's, that's a sore point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I'm oh, fairly confident, I think, because we rested some key players um, last night, I think, suggests that we'll, we'll be in a... We'll, we'll have a good lineup uh on Saturday. Um, I mean, West Ham have been fairly decent, have been quite good this season, so it's going to be a tough... It's going to be a tough game, well, um, but if we turn up with the right lineup, I think we'll we'll be fine. I'm just looking since the international break. So before the international break, they beat Liverpool. Since then, they've lost to Wolves, lost to Man City, drew at home to Brighton. So I was going to say, I was about to say completely guessing, but I feel like some of the air has come out of the West Ham balloon slightly. You think the bubbles burst with West Ham? Oh, for God's oh. sake! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we, we're we're probably playing them at the right time. In all fairness. Um, and I think that we need to, and I say bounce back. Obviously, we beat Watford, but we weren't very good. So I think we need to we need to have a good performance just to keep the confidence up a little bit. Anyway, so I think we will be fine. Um, as you know, nothing can go wrong now. I wish I could. Oh, oh, Ryan, Ryan, you said it. <laughs> Do you genuinely feel that? Yeah, I think I think we I think we're good. I think we're good enough to. Oh. To beat West Ham, bold. To beat West Ham. <laughs> I think we're good. No, I think we're good enough to carry on challenging for the title the whole year. No, nine points clear of West Ham. I reckon we can beat them. <laughs> no, I think we could beat them. No, I think we're actually going to be good for that the rest of the season. To be fair. Shock horror. Chelsea top of the league. I reckon we might be able to. Oh no, we're only top of the league by like one point. Fourteen games down though, right? Like it's a bold claim that you reckon that's. Yeah, it's not even halfway through yet. Yeah, They're team of the year, um, Adam. Club, club of the year. <laughs> club of the year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam and Emma, how do you reckon um, it's going to go? I actually reckon Chelsea might be quite good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before people realise, I'm going to try and get on this Chelsea bandwagon. Adam, I've got a suggestion for you. Make a bet on Chelsea. I think you'll get some return. Yeah, well, um, I'm a little bit annoyed, Ryan, that, you, you, that just your general tone earlier was one of wanting to bounce back from a win against Watford because that feels like the the if I could just be in a position of wanting to bounce back from a victory <laughs> life would be very different for me yeah no that that's fair I, I, it's because it's I was kind of, the game kind of how the other day. half live isn't it yeah I mean I've got yeah I can only base it off what I watch you need to check your privilege don't you <laughs> Uh, Emma, um, so these two then have been sort of tapping their nose and winking and saying that Chelsea are quite a good team. Do you uh, you concur and think they're going to win? Do you? I I think they're quite good, but uh, now because of all this, I really want West Ham to win. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, I went for Nulls to score a hat trick. Oh, I don't like that. Hang on. <laughs> a hat trick. No, no, no. Oh, okay then. Maybe two. Yeah, I I I draw the line at two. To be fair. <laughs> Okay, uh, Newcastle versus Burnley uh, in the Paul Gascoigne oh. derby. Um, <laughs> three o'clock. Is this last time match of the day? Is it, fellas? Um, so Newcastle. Because it might have. It feels like it's got some jeopardy in it. But if Newcastle win, it won't be last time match of the day. Probably be first match of the day. You know, redemption <laughs> or whatever. You know, they'll probably play some tune or something over at the start to really point. You know, sell the point home. But 
yeah, I think it's it's obviously must win for both, isn't it? So. Um, people talk about um, Sean Dyche going out in the snow last week with uh, a shirt on and no coat or something like that. Uh, and um, so I think it was Lars Silverstone was on a podcast talking about how uh, it was a sort of a stupid look at me moment and any idiot can be cold. Um, and that's coming from a Norwegian. So <laughs> I guess he's got a point. Toxic masculinity. It was a bit stupid, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, he might ha- not have even been thinking about it. <laughs> he might have just not. He might have just forgotten to put a coat on. Do you go in and put this like the silver foil maybe coat? He have, maybe he doesn't own a coat, but maybe he really thought that actually those conditions, if they were going to um, tilt the favourite in any direction, it was going to be in that of Burnley. So if he went out there without a coat on, it would be kind of makes the referees be like. What are you worrying about? Come on. I've not even got a coat on. Let's play. Yeah. Uh, Psychological warfare at the highest level. (laughs) (laughs) So, you three, how do you reckon this one's going to go? Newcastle, Burnley. Um, Can we see Newcastle getting their first win, anybody? Yeah. Nil-nil. Nil-nil, you say, Emma. I can see that. Okay. Ryan? Uh, I can definitely see Newcastle winning. Uh, I think it's probably going to be more likely a draw, though. I'm I'm sure Dave will be very upset with that, but... (laughs) I think they will just cancel each other out. Okay. Uh, next game is Southampton versus Brighton in a game where Southampton would be the most northerly team. That can't happen to them very often. Um, the home side have never won in eight Premier League meetings between Southampton and Brighton. Uh, Southampton lost just one of their last eight Premier League meetings with Brighton. They won three, drawn four. Um, and following their 2-1 wins in this fixture last season, Brighton are looking for consecutive away league content, uh, wins against Southampton for the first time. So, uh, Southampton had that draw to Leicester. Brighton had that last-minute draw to West Ham. Um, how do we feel this one's going to go, uh, Adam? I got confused of all the nonsense stats that you were saying, but I think the, <laughs> the real takeaway is that Brighton haven't won a game in, a probably game in five. Okay. Um, so again, if anyone's bubble was bursting, yeah, it would be Brighton's. Um, however, uh, if you look at the table, there's a gulf between them, and you feel like like you would be a fool to pick anyone but Brighton. But there's actually also only four points, um, which shows how congested sort of like anywhere in mid table is. Yeah, um, seven places and four points, isn't it? So I don't know. I. There's a lot to be said for home advantage. Okay. No, there isn't. No? Okay. <laughs> what do you reckon then, Emma? I think... <clears throat> Brighton are going to win. Yeah, I'm really... I'm staying on my Brighton train. I just wanted to make a joke about home advantage. Okay, Ryan? Uh, I think Southampton are going to win. Okay. Uh, three o'clock is Wolves versus um, Liverpool. So Liverpool have not lost any of their last eight away matches at Wolves. Uh, their last league defeat at Wolves was 1981. So Wolves will um, hopefully not one of their players will still be playing now. Otherwise, I'm going to get pasted. Um, and since their return to the Premier League in 2018, Wolves have only lost two of their 13 league games, kicking off at three o'clock on a Saturday. There you go. So they quite like three o'clock on a Saturday. Um, Who tracks these sort of things? These, this is, I, I just, I just can't think about like someone being able to look at that and being able to like figure that out. Boring people, Ryan. Boring, Boring people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that's, a, that's an exact description of those type of people. Boring. 
<laughs> some people go out and hang around the Emirates hoping to get an Arsenal fan TV. Some people do this instead. Um, Ryan, sorry, did you give an opinion you on this game? You want me to do that, so I'm not sure what that says about you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, what do you reckon to this game? I don't, you, did you give me your score prediction? I didn't, but I, I, you know, I'm going to go along with my earlier prediction. I think Liverpool are quite good as well, actually. Uh... <laughs> Get out! <laughs> God, you're a soothsayer, Ryan. Don't, don't be think... fooled! By, don't be fooled because you saw them beat Everton, man. That's not an example of a good team. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I think Liverpool will win this one. I've just got a gut feeling on that. Nostra Goodman there. Um, <laughs> Emma? I, I could never bet against Ryan here. I mean, only a fool would do that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, Adam? Well, Ryan says so. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, is the moon made of cream cheese? What? <laughs> Please just say no to him. No, I didn't even really I hear it. I was like, what? I really <laughs> am worried about this concussion, guys. <laughs> Uh, a half best five uh, is Watford versus um, Manchester City on Sky. So uh, uh, Watford have never beaten both Manchester United and Manchester City in a single season since 1986-87 season. Um, and they've never beaten Manchester City in the Premier League. They're currently losing their last 10 games as a, of an aggregate of 37-4. So can we see Watford getting anything? No. No, this is going to be quite quick, isn't it, Ryan? Uh, no. What do you think of Manchester City? Are they a good team, Ryan? Oh, I don't know. I'm out to, you know, look at the tapes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, I, think, I think they're pretty good as well. Um, yeah, I think Watford will get blown away a little bit, to be fair. Yeah. Emma? They let Ryan influence um, you. You go Watford if you follow your heart and go Watford if you want. Manchester City. Oh, see what you've done to <laughs> Uh, okay, on to Sunday's games. Uh, Leeds versus Brentford. This is the Pontus Janssen homecoming. Um, Brentford currently losing 2-0 uh, to Tottenham Hotspur. And um, Leeds had that win against Crystal Palace, didn't they? Uh, Adam, what do you think? Um, there's a lot to be said for that extra, extra day. And um, Leeds probably being the fitter team. So I'm going to go with Leeds. That's a very good point. I, I will... Bit of momentum as well. Okay. Um, Ryan? Uh, I'm going to go Leeds as well. Okay. Emma? I don't know what I'm supposed to do here because these are my two trains colliding. <laughs> <laughs> when love and hate collide, as definitely should say. So I would like it to be a draw and for everybody to be happy. Especially <laughs> me. I don't, think Ross, I don't think Ross would be happy though. Yeah. So, you think about how that's, you know, not everyone would be happy. No. It's very hard to make seven... He would be, be-, he would be happier than if they lost, so... <laughs> no. It's very hard to make seven billion people happy at the same time, Emma. I, yeah, I've, I can see that. But I don't care about seven billion people. I really care about myself. Uh, and I would, I would like neither team to lose. So, so you're backtracking on you just wanting everyone to be happy. You don't actually care. Well, everyone meaning me. <laughs> it's the royal everyone. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, on Sunday it is also two o'clock. Manchester United versus Crystal Palace. Um, 
Palace. Sorry, I just need to stop to say I'm a big fan of the royal everyone is the phrase. <laughs> <laughs> so Palace lost to Leeds. Manchester United currently drawing 1-1 at home to Arsenal. Um, they've uh, they previously had that draw against Chelsea and then the loss against Watford. I think they're unbeaten under Carrick so far, aren't they? So this will be Ralph Rangnick's first game, I guess. Rangnick, has his work permits come through? Yeah, I think they've confirmed that he'll be leaving the team on Saturday. I think I saw that earlier. Oh, okay. Uh, Rangnick Ball, Adam, you're a Bundesliga correspondent. What is it? I'm not buying into that sort of... (laughs) What? Rangnick Ball. Okay. Football. How does does a Thomas Rangnick team play, Adam? You're a Bundesliga correspondent. Well, it's, it's not going to be reflective of how this Man United team plays after. Wait, he's did you just call him Thomas? That's what I was just. I was trying to like. Is that his actual name? I was That's like, I'm sure it's. Name. Have you have you merged Tuchel and Ragnick did, together or something? Did I call you Thomas? You did. You did. I just swear to God. You said Thomas Ragnick. <laughs> oh, I call, sorry, I didn't call Adam Thomas. I called Ragnick no, Thomas. Oh right. I had absolutely no idea who you were talking about for a second. I've got enough names. Thomas is not one of them. <laughs> so, um, okay, what do you reckon Rangnick's going to bring to... Who is Thomas Rangnick? <laughs> Google him. His, might... cousin, <laughs> his, his cousin. They couldn't actually... <laughs> this is how they got the work palette through. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's, all, it's all smoke and mirrors. Isn't it always? Um, okay, so what do you reckon from Ralph Rangnick? It's not, going to be refle- it's not going to be reflective in the Man United team that plays... After he's taken like two days of rough of training, so also they don't have the players to play how he wants to play. Oh, okay. That would that would then be the factor after he's taken after he's taken the two days of training and he realizes that they don't have the players to play the way he wants to play. Dear God, um, what have I done? Yeah, that would be it. Yeah. <laughs> Got paid a lot of money. That's true. Doesn't have to be in Russia anymore. It's all wins. <laughs> and he has to do it for his last six months, and then he gets to sit in the boardroom for two years. <laughs> Still getting paid. Win, yeah. win, win. Emma, how do you reckon this is going to go? Uh, I think it'll probably be a draw. Yeah, okay. Uh, Tottenham versus Norwich at two o'clock. Uh, Norwich, I think, unbeaten under Dean Smith. Um Spurs, they're winning now. Uh, before that, they beat Leeds 2-1, but they had a bit of a sort of dearth run. They drew with Everton, lost to Manchester United and, and West Ham. Um, how do you Imagine reckon? drawing with Everton. <laughs> In that terrible run that Manchester United had been on, I think their only win was against Spurs, wasn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, and it got Nuno sacked. It did, that's right. Yeah, it did. Emma, how do you reckon this is going to go? El Sakico. El Sakico. Whatever, whatever it was. That don't means, do that again. That means the sack, Adam. It, does it? It doesn't, but <laughs> don't do that again. What does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Nonsense works. <laughs> uh, okay, Emma, what do you reckon to um, Spurs versus Norwich? This is at White Harley. Uh, well, Norwich is still not very good. No. Spurs are slightly better, not very good. So, but I don't want anything good to happen at that stadium. No, I don't really either. Looks like a toilet. A toilet. Yeah, if you look at it like aerial. How grand is your house? It looks like a toilet. <laughs> um, I think Spurs will win though. Okay, Adam and Ryan. 
Yeah, Spurs will win. Yeah, Spurs will win. All right, yeah. okay. Uh, Apart from Billy Gilmore. <laughs> Half past four is uh, Aston Villa versus Leicester on Sky. The uh, Mark Draper, Brian Little, um, Simon Grayson, Julian Joachim, and many, many others. Derby. Um, I will be watching the Grand Prix. I will be taking a nap. Oh, I'll also five. be watching the Grand Prix. Grand Prix. I might watch the Grand Prix then. Excellent. Right, so no one cares about this because you're all watching Grand the Grand Prix. Prix. Grand Prix. Grand Prix. <laughs> well, in all fairness, you know, football, we haven't even approached the end, the middle of the season. Grand Prix, we're at the end of the season, so we've got to watch. <laughs> OK, right, well, um, Everton versus Arsenal then, Monday night, 8 o'clock. Adam, the revolution or the revolution is uh, being televised still. Is this at Goodison Park as well? It is. It Everyone is. has to go and watch it. But it means that I don't have to... There's, I don't have to feel bad about choosing not to go and watch him. Um, ugh. <laughs> Nothing good's going to come from that because Arsenal are playing quite well at the moment. and They're losing at the minute. Yeah, but... Are they? Yeah. You, you still, uh, okay, that, that's changed a lot in the last five minutes. It was 1-1. It's now 2-1. That's how it works sometimes when a team scores. What the fuck happened? <laughs> um, Marcus Rushwood cross with Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, I forgot to say. All that rubble. <laughs> um, yeah, I never got. I never got any rubble. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Adam, how do you think you're going to get on? Oh, we're going to lose. Yeah, badly. Yeah. What minute will fans uh, start walking out the stadium? Eight. If they're, if, eight. If they're smart, <laughs> if they're smart, they won't turn up. <laughs> eight minutes. You're going, Emery. <laughs> yeah. it's on TV it's warm inside why are you going to the game fair enough right also when you go to the game there isn't a remote to change the channel <laughs> you could watch a replay of the Grand Prix you could I might do that I might record it and watch it again what's going to happen at the Grand Prix then uh, I, I can guarantee that no one is going to drive their car over the top of anyone else in the Everton Arsenal game, whereas I can't. That's definitely that a possibility. Okay. See, that's how you got me in. <laughs> <laughs> Disasters will happen. Okay, right. Well, that brings us to the end of our uh, Premier Roundup, the end of our podcast. Um, we are Man of the Post, part of the app Man of the Post Network. So you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Man of the Post. You can follow us on Facebook too, although you won't be getting many updates because I delete my Facebook account, and I was the only one that updated on Facebook anyway. Um, so you can follow us at Manipost on Twitter and on Instagram. You can download our podcast from uh, Acast, Stitcher, Spotify or Apple iTunes. And you can follow or subscribe. And all your future emails will fall automatically in your inbox. Any five-star reviews, we really, really appreciate those. Don't forget we're sponsored by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com and uh, put forward slash MOTP for 20% off your first order. Uh, Dave and Simon and... Who's the other one? Ali. Ali. That's it. <laughs> oh, uh, they will be here on Sunday to review the games that we've been previewing um, and uh, be able to give you a roundup from there. Adam, if they want to follow you, how do they do that? Uh, Adam, say 101. Ryan, if they want to follow you, how do they do that? At the Ryan Goodman. And uh, Emma, if they want to follow you, how do they do that? That they don't. How do they follow you, Chris? You can follow me at chetchingham 77 uh, Thank you, everyone, for joining. And always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs>